Welcome to the world premiere of chart-topping smooth jazz saxophonist and multi-instrumentalist Vincent Ngala's brand new album, Fire and Desire, on Shanaki Entertainment. I'm Sandy Shore for SmoothJazz.com Global. This is my special guest's seventh album so far. And not only did he produce the entire project, he recorded it, mixed it, played every instrument on it, and wrote almost every song but one. I've known this talented, accomplished young man since he was just out of high school, and since those days, he's had some 18 top 10 hits, something like eight number ones, maybe more, we'll ask him, and he's toured much of the world. I know you're going to love this brand new album. I do. Uh, We're going to play it for you all the way through in just a bit, but first, let's visit with the man of the hour on break from the Dave Cause and Summer Horns tour. Hello, Vincent and Gala. We go way back, don't we? We do. We go back to high school. <laughs> yeah, literally, for me, at least. <laughs> Before my 20s. Isn't that wild? Isn't that funny? Yeah. I know. It's amazing, actually. I love it. I love it because I was so inspired uh, when I first got your, you know, your very first album or f- first songs. I thought, this kid's unbelievable. And look what you've turned into. An unbelievable man. Amazing. Well, I'm still trying to make my way through it and and fake it best I could, as they say, you know. <laughs> <laughs> fake it till you make it, right? Well, you know, it's uh, it's been so <laughs> amazing after all these years to still be making music for the fans and, uh, th- you know, thankful that they allowed me to still be making music. And without their support, of course, and support like you guys at smoothjazz.com and radio stations, we wouldn't be able to keep doing this and touring and making music. So every every year that passes by... You can't take it for granted. You got to just be uh, so thankful that we could still play a small part in this in this amazing genre. You know. Well, you know, Vin, I've I've found that you know every year you and I speak. Probably every couple of years we do these world premieres, and mm. I think you're probably the you know, despite your age, you've probably done more of these than most uh, most artists have thus far. <laughs> <laughs> but um, I find that. What I love so much about music these days is our genre, if you will, is sort of merging with all of the genres, and we're starting to see uh, a little bit more smooth jazz and pop, and certainly more pop and smooth jazz, and with streaming platforms and whatnot, we're all kind of being nudged a little bit towards uh, one lovely, awesome global music database. Sure, and I I like that. I like that because it's influencing us to sort of um, explore. And when you know, when you look at people's um, playlist, for example, there's a little of everything on there. I mean, I know you've got tons of Elvis and you probably have tons of Kirk Whalum, you know? Of course. Well, there's no rules. And that's what I love about it because uh, my music that I write necessarily doesn't fit into a box, so to speak. I mean, it does. It's I, I, I create what we know as smooth jazz or contemporary jazz because I, I love it. And that's the kind of music that I relate to. And uh, well, that's, that's, that's what I like to, to write. But going back to what I was saying before, it doesn't necessarily fall into a specific box either. In other words, I tend to have stuff that's a little more old school sounding and reminiscent of, uh, you know, older records. And so, you know, you really can't classify everything at the end of the day. It's just a, a mishmash of all your music influences. So that's what I love about it. You know, we're, we're getting uh, we're getting a lot more adventurous with music. We're not afraid to take risks. Uh, it's okay to put a fuzz rock guitar solo in, in a jazz song and, and, you know, and go off a little bit. It's just, there's no rules. It's just great. And uh, that's how music should be. It should just be completely free to express the message that we want to get across. 
That's it. Yeah, that that is it. No, no rules. And I think the artists that have done that over the decades, even before it was as free as it is today, uh, are the ones that have the lasting effect, the ones we pay the most attention to over the years, right. you know, right. for sure. So you play all of the instruments on this album, and we know that saxophone is, is kind of your voice on your music. Sure. But what instrument is it that you have the most fun with when you're recording, if you were being honest? Well, you know, I, I say it a lot, but drums were my first instrument ever. You know, that's what I started on before anything else. And uh, so I, I'd have to say drums because I really... I really connect with them for some reason, and uh, anytime I get to play drums live in concert, which is every now and then, or uh, especially record drums in the studio, it just, uh, it's just a big part of me. I have this internal rhythm always, you know, I'm always like thinking about beats and hearing beats and drumming and walking to a certain rhythm, you know, so it's just uh, a big part of who I am and a big part of, you know, how I play other instruments too. I treat a lot of other instruments like the drum set, you know, I treat everything very percussive and on point, you know, rhythm guitar and sax and the way I articulate, you know, it's all based on rhythm. I think a lot of music is, it all starts there. That's the, that's the principle and that's the core. And if it's, if that's not happening or gluing to, together, then you don't have anything, you know, so that's the, that's the most important bed to, mm-hmm. to lay down first before anything. So I've always been very conscious of my drums and, and beats and, and make sure you're, you're grooving and you're dancing to it and it makes you makes you feel good. That's the bottom line. And is this something that you absolutely love to do? I mean, I know we've had a kind of a year and a half of time out, if you will, um, record the recording process. Is it is something you absolutely love to do or is it work to you or is it both? It's both. I mean, it's definitely tedious. You know, it's uh, you're under a microscope. It's got to be right. And you really have to put the time into making sure that everything is, is absolutely perfect. Because once you release something, as you know, it's it's permanent and you can't take it back. So it could be a very arduous process, so to speak, but uh, but very rewarding at the same time, nonetheless. And uh, the great part about uh, COVID last year was that we had a lot of time to uh, focus on music because that's that's all we could really do you know we weren't touring and there there weren't any other distractions so I really threw myself into this last album and really really had a lot of specific time to dedicate solely to this project and uh, you know that's 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 the the main positive of of that whole time period last year because here we are now we're back in the road and I have a a new record to uh, to show for uh, to show for all my time that we that we had you know during during 2020. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. You made some good use of uh, of the downtime for sure. Oh, yeah. This is a wonder. It's a wonderful new project. I'm really excited to Thank play you. it for folks. Thank you. I do want to ask you about the creative process. I know a lot of people who are listening right now are are interested inside an artist's mind, mm. and every every artist is different. So when I ask you this question, it'll be totally different than what someone else might say. When you start the um, creative process of recording uh, an album or a song, let's just take it down to the song. Does the melody drive that for you? I, I mean, based on what you just said, it might be the, a rhythm or beats or do emotions and ideas come into play before you start to create? That's a good question. You know, it's really all over the map. Um, you just really never know what's going to inspire a song or a melody. You know, a lot of times, as I mentioned earlier, I'll have beats going and drums. And then if I feel, you know, I'm grooving or dancing, then maybe I'll hear a bass line or put some chords over it and a, a vibe will start to develop. Or other times I, I simply just hear a melody in my head and uh, really not sure how the rest of the production is going to be around that. 
And so I build it around the melody, you know. So there's really, um, really no definitive answer when it comes to that. I, I've I've really had a, my fair share of experiences with with both sides, you know. It's mm-hmm. like the chicken or the egg, you know, the <laughs> melody or the groove, you know. It's <laughs> which one comes first, but. Uh, Whatever. I mean, you know, the bottom line is you know what's right and you know what sounds good when it's there. So whatever uh, whatever direction creativeness or inspiration takes you, so be it. Let's just, just go with it. So it's safe to say that every song really is an organic process in of itself. It really is. It really is. Start to finish. They all get brought up and, and raised completely differently. You know, there's really no two uh, songs alike in the DNA of how they came to be and how they're structured and, and how they're made, really. yeah, That's a very good, interesting point. Never really thought about it that way. <laughs> that's cool. Well, we sometimes like to tear these things apart and have a, and have a look. Sure. So uh, so Fire and Desire, that yeah. is a cool title. I Thank love you. it. And, Thank you. And what is, what is the inspiration behind that? And then just give us a, a nutshell of the concept of this album, and then we will kick it off. Well, you know, Fire and Desire, um, I, I think the ultimate goal in, in anyone's life is to uh, kind of live a life full of, of, of passion and excitement and desire and, and you know, and fulfilling one's dreams. And um, in the case of Fire and Desire, I love the title because, um, you know, the fire that is within me is, is based on music and the desire to create music that I hear and share it with the world is uh, very important to me. And uh, also a twofold thing, you know, fire and desire. I hope that, you know, people will, will think that the music is fire in itself. And uh, hopefully the desire part uh, for them, uh, the music will inspire them to take on whatever it is in their life that they want to get done or accomplish. You know, music does a lot of different things for a lot of different people. And uh, it's very inspiring. And, uh, you know, I, I think people lean to music a lot, especially in times of uh, turmoil and confusion or whatever. And so, you know, it, let it be a, a, a strong, positive tool to go to anytime you need inspiration to draw from or you need a little fire in you to get something done. Maybe it's to exercise. Maybe it's to accomplish a goal. I kind of like these open-ended titles because they could mean, you know, a lot of different things to a lot of different people, whatever you want it to be, which is why I like instrumental music too because... It, there's no lyrics in the song to dictate what it's about. So I'll name a song something that I think the song's about or the imagery that comes to mind, but someone might be thinking of something completely else or it might remind them of something. So um, I, I like that open-endedness. It's, it's, it's really nice as far as instrumental music is concerned. So that's really what fire and desire means to me in a nutshell. I think we should start motivating some people right now and uh, <laughs> and, and kick this thing off with the first track. You know how to do this. I'll, I'll let you take over as DJ for the for the album. We're looking forward to it. And just thanks so much for premiering it here. The brand new project isn't even out until next week. Um, it is going to be the date is September 18th. So you're hearing this all the way in advance right now with Vincent Ingala himself. Thanks to you and our friends at Shawnee. That's right. That's right. We are uh, very excited about this release. And uh, of course, always honored to do it with you, my good friend Sandy Shore. This is the world premiere of my new album, Fire and Desire. Here's the first track called Shadow Dancer.
From my forthcoming release, Fire and Desire, we just heard, Could This Be Real? Little soprano sax for you. Well, we're going to get back to the tenor, my baby, right now. This is the third track off the album and the first single currently at radio in the U.S. Really one of my favorites off this album. Just a great vibe, good energy, and uh, kind of reminds me of my experiences on the road, just always on the move. Let's take a listen to that right now. The, the world premiere of Fire and Desire. I'm Vincent Gala for SmoothJazz.com. down track for you just now that was called this or that hope you enjoyed that one up next a song that my father introduced to me when i was little he brought up the 45 the actual vinyl and uh he told me that this was one of the first ever disco 45s that he bought kind of like really before disco became disco this was like pre-early disco and it was just getting started and uh, this was a song by Houston Person, a, uh, a very amazing jazz saxophonist, bebop player from back in the day. And uh, he was already, you know, older in life when he recorded this in the 70s. But I guess he tried to make a little go of a disco uh, song. You know, everybody was jumping on the disco bandwagon at the time. And he came out with this little rare little ditty called Disco Sax. And my father... Uh, never forgot this 45. He remembers buying it. It's just a great feel-good song. And I always remembered having this song in my life growing up. And so I finally you know, brought it back out of uh, seclusion, so to speak, and said, I got to finally redo this because uh, it's a great song. And of course, I'm a big disco buff and 70s dance era guy. Love all that time period. So yeah, I, was, I was right on board with this whole thing. So I hope you enjoy my version of the Houston Person classic, Disco Sax, this is the world premiere of Fire and Desire, right here on SmoothJazz.com.
Ride in the Wave was the name of that one we just heard from, from my album Fire and Desire, coming out next week. Hope you enjoyed that one. Great to be hanging out with my dear friend Sandy Shore right here on smoothjazz.com. Sandy, I think I, I felt you dancing on that song just now. I felt it. I really did. Well, you know, any anything with wave in the title, you know, Sandy Shore has to dance. That's right. <laughs> so <laughs> so um, thank you so much for being here with us. This is sounding fantastic. It's such a feel good yeah, project, you. and um, it's taking all my all my problems and worries away. Not not that I have problems and worries. No, but of course not. If I did, they would be right. gone by now. <laughs> well, that's the goal. That's the main goal with music, of course. <laughs> Sounds wonderful. I'm so and I'm so delighted that you're um, on your second project with Shauna Key. And I know that's working out really well for you. And you've been going around all over the U.S. with the Dave Cause Summer Horns tour. Tell us a little bit about how that's going. Well, let me tell you, a thrill of a lifetime um, in a nutshell. What a uh, complete honor to be part of the uh, Summer Horns tour with uh, Dave Cause, Mindy Aber, and Kirk Whalem. Just incredible horn players. And uh, really the pioneers of this genre. So uh, very uh, surreal to be up on stage with them every night and making music together. We've been having a blast. Uh, We've been crisscrossing the U.S. And uh, some highlights so far included uh, the Hollywood Bowl, which we played uh, last month in August. And it was my first time at the Bowl. Over 10,000 people there just can't even put it into words how it felt. Uh, what a legendary place. And when you think about all the artists that have played there, it's just mind-boggling and uh, a little unnerving, so to speak. You know, you, you can't think about it too much. you go crazy. A lot of, lot, of heavy, uh, lot of heavy shoes to fill on that stage. But we had a, we had a blast. And uh, just a great group of guys, too, and gals. And uh, just you become like family on the road, really. And uh, you all became very close. And, you know, we all really worked hard to put a great show together. And uh, it's so gratifying when you finally go out and you share that show with everybody and it's received so well and uh, there's no better feeling in the world. So um, we got a few dates left uh, through the end of this month and a little bit into October. So if you come out and catch the show and we're coming to a city near you, please come out. We'd love to see you and come say hi to us and uh, experience live music once again. That's the whole thing. We're so yes. thrilled to be doing what we love after such a long hiatus. So there's there's no better feeling than that. I imagine it's just, I know going out on tour is always exciting for you. It's It always pumps people up, you know, but this must have just been really emotional, you know, when you guys first got on the stage together and it, it must be filled with energy because you're pent up for a year and a half, you know? Well, speaking of emotional, I'll never, ever, ever forget the feeling. Uh, we did our first show um, in Clearwater at Ruth Eckert Hall, and it was really the first legit show back. I mean, I had done a couple, you know, things prior to that, but for most everybody and in the audience, it was the first major show back in a theater, big, you know, big, uh, big venue. And uh, when we walked out on stage for the first number, the the whole place just stood up, and it wasn't a I can't explain the feeling. We we, we all became choked up, and it was very emotional. It was almost like they were standing because we made it through the rain, so to speak. You know, it was just they were happy for us that we get to do what we love and our passion, but all they they were also happy for themselves that we're so thrilled we're we're back doing something we love and hearing live music and something that we used to take for granted and we can't believe that we're all here and all of this was pulled off effortlessly and came together after all that we've been through so it was just meant so much it was so symbolic 
And uh, we talk about it all the time. What a feeling that was. I will never, ever forget that. It was a part of... Uh, Part of, of of history for sure. Very very special time in my life that I'll I'll always uh, always look back on. It's yeah, I can Im- imagine. We are definitely living in historic times. You know, I mean, we're going to always think back on what was happening during this time. And you guys have this shared moment together, a shared time together. And you of course have this beautiful new album that you put so much into during the quiet time of COVID. And we're delighted to have you here with us right now on smoothjazz.com global. Just uh, let everyone know we're speaking with Vincent Ingala, who has taken a bit of a break from the Dave Cause and Summer Horns tour to be here with us. The album comes out officially Next Friday, September the 18th, as you're listening right now on smoothjazz.com, you can click on the cover, because that's what you're seeing on the uh, playlist there or the app. Uh, And because you can, you can go reserve the date for your purchase or even to be notified for the streaming. So uh, go ahead and do that. And and Vin, I'll let you get uh, back to where you left off. We're about to go into a hypnotic state, I believe. Yes, we are. And, uh, you know, speaking of titles before, like I said... You know, there's there's all this imagery that comes to mind when I uh, come up with songs. You know, I, I really don't name them until after, until after they're done. It doesn't it doesn't work the opposite way. I don't come up with a title and then make a song about that. I just finish the track and then kind of just sit back and think, what does this remind me of? What what am I seeing? And um, it was a very uh, hypnotizing state of mind when I heard this track. And uh, just that's that's where I went, you know. That's where my mind went when I heard this, and so I thought it would be cool to call this hypnotic state. So let's take a listen to that right now. It's the world premiere of my Fire and Desire album, and I'm doing it with my good friend Sandy Shore right here on SmoothJazz.com Global Radio. heard a song called Turkey Strut, and you're probably wondering, what the heck does that mean? And I'll tell you very quickly that uh, where I live, in my house, uh, on my property, I literally have uh, dozens of turkeys that appear here every day. And uh, they live around here. They love my yard for some reason. And they've been here ever since I moved into this house about two years ago. And they've become my friends. I'm not ashamed to say it. I love seeing them in the yard every day. And that song was a little tribute to them because uh, I just thought of them. The the beat reminded me of the way they strut with their little bodies and their necks and how they walk in my yard every day. And so that was a little uh, ode to my my, my friends, so to speak. And no, I'm not nuts. I'm not nuts, trust me. But uh, I wanted to give give them a little tribute. So turkey strut to my furry friends in the backyard. That's right. Up next, a song. I always, you know, I always have a song on my uh, my records that 
is takes a break from the sax a little bit. It's either a guitar song or a piano song, and uh, this is a piano song right now. We're going to slow things down a little bit for more of a reflective vibe. I call this one Aftermath, and I hope you enjoy this one on smoothjazz.com. Folks, the title track of my forthcoming release, that was Fire and Desire. And you've been listening to the world premiere with me, Vincent Ingala, for SmoothJazz.com Global Radio. Vincent Ingala, you left the title track to the very end. That is super cool. It's, it's the best thing saved for last. Thank you. Thank you so much. I really appreciate that. You know, and... Uh, Sometimes you put the title track first, sometimes you put it in the middle, and I just thought it'd be uh, really cool to put it last this time for some reason and uh, kind of close out the album and, and leave everybody on that vibe, you know, a little more of a yes. Latin-y flair and a um, little more stretching out, so to speak, a little more improv and a little more fire, a little more desire, you know? Absolutely. And, you know, since you grew up with a DJ, you know how these little things are exciting to us. I, I thought that was the coolest thing that you did that. Nice job. The whole album is is wonderful. And it, just the, the, the order of the tracks... Uh, all of your compositions. I, I think it was so cool that you added the Houston person tune in there for, for a little bit of a spice. Yes. A little retro yesteryear spice. Well, you know, I always got to do that a little bit. That's part of my uh, my DNA, <laughs> my trademark. I always got to throw a little old school in there, you know. <laughs> absolutely. Absolutely. Congratulations, my friend. Honestly, I mean, thank you. I'm very proud of you. Uh, you're just steady on and you're doing it year after year. And it's it's always uh, it's always a pleasure to get together like this. And it's just always a pleasure to speak with you. You're um, you're a dear friend to me. Well, you are a dear friend to me. And, you know, I always love when we get together and catch up. And it's like we just pick up, pick up right where we left off. And um, as, as always, absolutely. you guys have been there since day one, smoothjazz.com. Can't thank you enough for your support over the years, and uh, and thank you for keeping this genre going. You know, it's such a, an incredible uh, genre of music, and uh, almost a cult following around the world. It, it's it's so weird. You know, it's not necessarily mainstream known, but the people that do know it, uh, it's a very strong fan base and a very dedicated following. And uh, I'm just happy to play uh, yet a small role in the grand scheme of things, and and grateful to keep. Making music over the years and performing and, 
you know, that's the we could only hope that we could keep this going as long as we could. That's the bottom line. Uh, yeah, yeah, definitely. You know, we see you as having a not so small role. We appreciate all of your contributions and and taking up a lot of uh, wonderful space and putting out killer music for us to to program around. And honestly, we see this as a lifestyle almost more than anything. And what's so great about the lifestyle soundtrack, if you will, is that it embraces all aged uh, demographics. So um, that's why I think you're having these wonderful turnouts, even during times of trepidation, if you will. Um, and that's only going to get back to normal as soon as the planet is back to normal. Absolutely. Um, Absolutely. And, and we are seeing it around the world. It's a real pleasure for me personally to be involved at this level and to have been involved as long as I have to make the uh, my contributions to opening up the genre to where it's it's um, accessible to to everyone. You know, yes. it's it's jazz, yes. it's jazz, but it's also so much part of the lifestyle. And like you, um, I believe that it is the fire and desire in our music that that helps our heart beat better and healthier, if you will. Sure, motivates absolutely. Yeah, absolutely. No doubt. Well, congratulations, Vin, and I know you're going back out with uh, Dave and the Summer Horns tour, and then we'll look for you as well with um, a nice tour schedule around this brand new album. Um, I'm guessing either later this year or for sure next year. Absolutely, and also we got uh, Peter White Christmas uh, tour, which I'll be a part of uh, this December with Mindy A. Bear as well. Nice. And Peter. And uh, so hope to see you guys out on the road. And I'm sure I'll be playing some cuts from this new CD. So you never know. Oh, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> and knowing Peter, he'll probably get you to play disco sax. Well, you never know that. <laughs> and I mean, if, if anything goes. And, you know, I, I'd love for him to play guitar on that, too. So, you know, we, uh, you might put a bug in his ear and maybe we get some ideas flowing. You never know. I'll look for you out there uh, when, you, uh, when you make it to the West Coast. I'll be, I'll be looking for you. We'll, we'll get together. Absolutely. Look forward to seeing you, as always. Meanwhile, wishing you much continued success, and we'll look forward to featuring uh, the brand new single On The Move on smoothjazz.com, as we are, and of course, another track or two that I like to sneak in from time to time. Thanks for this real privilege of having the full album a week early. We're really grateful. Sandy, what more could I say? Always a pleasure, and thank you, thank you, thank you. We love you, and thank you for all your contributions to our genre over the years. And here's to many more years of keeping smooth jazz alive. Thank you, Vincent. For smoothjazz.com Global Radio, I'm Sandy Shore. Thanks for joining us.